This is the St. Long Chinus's Baptism Podcast Channel. This has no intro and no outro music, and it's not an episode. I would like to make a personal appeal to everybody within the sound of my voice. But first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. All that I am, all that I have, and all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, glory, and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Amen. This is going to be a very... For me, it's going to be a very heartfelt message. And I just humbly ask you to take it in the spirit in which it's given. I feel like as of today... I'm turning, I'm, I'm making a milestone, another milestone in my spiritual life. I can't give you the reasons. Even if I could, I wouldn't because that's between me and God. But honestly speaking, I don't know where this new milestone will be leading me. And it's up to God and his blessed mother to decide. I was, I take the city bus because I don't have a vehicle and uh, I tend to listen to um, Catholic podcasts when I'm on the bus. Well, most of the time, you know, even when I'm not on the bus, if I have free time, I like listening to Catholic podcasts to educate myself. And one of the bishops that I was listening to this afternoon, and this was the grace of Lord Jesus and his blessed mother. And for those of you who maybe knew, um, I talk about my other episodes that, uh, I pretty much got serious about my Catholicism uh, last summer. For those of you who who may be old listeners and are listening to this new, I ask for your forbearance until I explain to anybody who may be new about this, what I'm talking about. And over the summer... I used to have to walk to and from work. It took me about, I don't know, maybe a half hour. I had time to think. And the reason why I credit Lord Jesus and his blessed mother for, for help, uh, for showing me these things, because I am absolutely positive 
just based on my own personal experience and the knowledge I have of myself, that on my own, I could not have made these insights into myself. And the same is today. For those of you who are new, I always tell my listeners, I don't believe in coincidences. I don't. It's either God's will or the devil trying to subvert God's will, but there are no coincidences. And it occurred to me, I don't remember if it was a sermon or if he was uh, this particular bishop uh, runs a seminary, so I'm not sure if it, he was teaching his seminarians or if it was one of his sermons, but it occurred to me. Thank you, Lord Jesus and Blessed Mother. That I had actually forgotten where I had come from. To those of you who have listened to my previous podcast, I've often said that I'm not a saint, which I'm not. Um, I'm a flawed, failed human being with all that entails. And I did understand that a lot of times I may have come off uncharitable. But it occurred to me today, listening to this bishop, that I had forgotten where I'd come from. Which brings me to this, this plea that I'm making to everybody. As I said earlier, over the summer, I could see God's hand and his blessed mother's hand in areas, or I should say times in my life, when, honestly speaking, um, I hated God. Now, as far as this blessed mother goes, because I was total heathen, I didn't really understand and didn't think about her much. I didn't really start thinking about her till I joined the Vatican II Church, but that's another story. But I over the summer, I'd recognized his hand in some of the darkest times of my life. And it, I realized while listening to this sermon, I'd, I'd forgotten where I'd come from. There were several people throughout my life who kept urging me to turn to God, to Jesus. Several people. And I, I would get very, very hostile to him because I was blaming him for stuff that had gone on in my life where if I'd had the proper spiritual outlook and attitude, I would have been thanking him. Because intermixed with the horrendous stuff that was going on in my life at throughout throughout my life, he he was 
literally, he was literally helping me through those times. And my, in my hatred and in my stubbornness, I refused to even consider the possibility that this was going on. And people tried to tell me that this was going on, but I wouldn't hear it. I wanted to stick. I wanted to stick to my, you know, and that's, I I don't want to get in a big long thing, but a lot of people refuse to turn to God because they want it their way. They want it their way. And in order for you to let God help you, you have to say, okay, I I need you. Please help me. You literally have to say that. And you have to be sincere about it. You literally got to mean it. Um, And the reason I'm bringing this up is, is one of the talks I was listening to, he was talking about hell. And a lot of people, because a lot of people and... I was once this way. We're worried about today. We're not worried about eternity. So we do everything that we can. Well, I'll speak for myself. I did everything that I can that I didn't have to think about, you know, my ultimate destination. And I was honest enough with myself to know that if I died in that condition, I was going to hell because I was, I hated God with every fiber of my being. I ain't gonna lie. Now, God deals, I, I firmly believe this, that God deals with us as individuals because he made us as individuals. Now, that doesn't mean that we get to make up our own rules. That does not mean that we we do not have, uh, that we should not have religious people over us. And it does not mean that we get to make up our own doctrine. That's what the Catholic Church is for. But I'm not going to get into that either. Because basically, this is aimed at anybody... who, for whatever reason, refuses to go to God and ask for forgiveness. But the reason I'm putting this message out here is I want to stress What worked for me may not work for you, but as long as you're sincere in your desire to make up to God for what, whatever may have happened. And even, even if you feel, even if you feel 
like you've been basically a good person all your life and you've just been screwed over by circumstances, you should still at least have the honesty to 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 understand that um now I understand that there are atheists and agnostics, whatever, but you should have enough honesty to realize that he did see you through those times, whether you realize it or not. And if you're at least willing to give that concept a fair chance, you should thank him. Just thank him. Open yourself up. Because one thing I can say, one thing I can say with utter conviction is once you get in the proper spiritual framework, you will begin to see where he had been helping you out, where he had been covering you. He was just waiting for you. He was waiting. You know, um, heaven is, heaven is open to you if you're willing to take the first step, but you have to be willing to take the first step. The reason I'm bringing up hell, though, is a lot of people don't think of it. And we're the society and the uh, culture we live in doesn't train us to rever the things of God, do not, not to rever other people, and not to, and when I say rever, I just mean respect your fellow human beings. And they don't teach you that there is. Uh, we have to stand in judgment for what we've done. And he was describing the aspects of hell. And basically, the way he described it is, the damned are all going to be um, Hell is is total and complete darkness. Think of the darkest room you've ever been in. And that's hell. But in addition to being dark, I've described this before. It's going, you're also going to be, there's going to be like, because you 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 will bring your you know just like the the people who get to heaven will take with them their body although it will be glorified in heaven the people in hell will take the body their body with them too except this time um it's 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 not it it's going to be for eternity it's going to be around and so you'll have the most hottest burning sensation and you can't even imagine it and your body isn't going to burn up you're going to feel it but you're not going to burn up and then there's going to be the spiritual fire and this spiritual fire is going to be that you you know even if your loved ones die and go to hell with you, you're not going to be able to see them. 
and you're not going to be able to feel them. And I've, I've heard other priests say that one of the most immense pains of hell, which is also a fire, will be because of two reasons. The first is, is you will be removed from the love of God. And the love of God is the only thing that keeps us going on earth. Whether you know it or not, you could have been tortured and sexually abused but it was the love of God that kept you going. Even if it didn't seem like it, it was the love of God. Because in our in, in places that, that we don't we're, we're most unconscious, there's this hope that we will survive whatever it is and things will get better. Well, in hell, there's there's no there, 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 there's no hope. Because you're there for eternity. You've been sentenced and judged. There's no getting out. And eternity is literally eternity. It never stops. And in addition to the regret that you will feel for having allowed yourself to get in this particular predicament, there's also going to be... um. You, you, because you're separated from the love of God and, and basically, sorry about that. What's going to happen is, is because you didn't love God in life enough to reform yourself, your hatred is going to be all consuming toward God. You know, I I don't know. You may be indifferent to God right now, okay? But if you die and go to hell, <laughs> you're not going to be indifferent. This this rage is going to be an all-consuming, well, he literally described it as a spiritual fire. And it'll never go out. You'll spend eternity in a physical and spiritual fire. Cursing God, cursing yourself, and cursing the people around you. Now you won't be able to see them or feel them, but because when you get judged, you'll be able to look at your entire life and see where you went wrong. All those people that you followed or led into hell, you're going to hate them with every fiber of your being. And by the way, every person in hell is going to hate you with the same intensity right back. Uh, one of the graces that God gives people who go to hell, though, if you are in hell, some of the um, church doctors and fathers have said that you won't be able to move. You, you will not be able to move. So you'll be immobilized, cursing and... And just, you know, you, you will be consumed by literal hate. And if that weren't bad enough, and I want those of you who don't think that, that the devil is a metaphor and his demons are metaphors, 
They do exist. And guess what? When you get, when the final judgment comes and you get sent to hell, those demons that you, in your own thoughts, didn't exist are going to be there. And guess what they're going to be doing to you? They are going to be tormenting you because from the very moment that they were kicked out of heaven, and this includes Satan as well, they're going to be tormenting you. Because they've hated you from the get-go. So is the, so is the devil. And that's what I was trying to say on my episode when I was talking about the Satanist lady. She literally is playing with fire and doesn't even realize it. Because the, these demons that she's giving worship and glory to, if she does not repent of that sin and goes to hell, those same demons who she was praising and glorifying are going to turn on her like a pack of rabid dogs. This is not a joke. This is very real. And the reason I'm doing this episode is I actually forgot I used to be this way. I mean... Not in a literal sense that I literally forgot until I heard these these uh, videos, but I hadn't thought about in a long time how people were tried to warn me about hell. And I was so caught up in my nihilistic BS that intellectually, I understood that if I died and went to hell, that would be justice given the fact of how much I hated God. But there's the intellectual and then... I don't know how to put this, but there's there's the part where you can you can assent to something intellectually and still not believe in the reality of it. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand. Uh, you know, and, and there was a brief time w- when I was living in another city that I knew I was going to hell and I was so nihilistic. And this was after I had converted. But I was in such despair. I knew I deserved it because this was the ultimate betrayal. But I literally did not know. You know, I... I was in such a pit of despair that I didn't think that there was a way out. But all the while, while that was going on, I never considered the reality of hell. I never considered it. Now, when I was a Protestant 20 years ago, um, one of my pastors he would preach on hell every Sunday he would literally preach on hell 
My other two Protestant pastors, not so much. But he did. And he, I don't know if he's still living, but um, he is, or was, a very sincere and decent man. Now, being a Protestant, I can say that um, his ideas were wrong, but his sincerity and his his uh, devotion to what he thought was the truth could not have been questioned. But a lot of people don't consider. They can intellectually assent. Yeah, there's a hell, there's demons and stuff. But they don't... They don't... Um, they don't understand conceptually what hell will be like. And that's done on purpose. Because if people... If people actually understood or at least had a vague notion because honestly speaking, we're not really truly going to understand just how horrible an atrocity. Well, I'm not going to call it an atrocity because the Catholic church considers it actually a grace. Now, don't ask me to explain the theology behind that, and that's not what this episode's about anyway. But we, we will not truly understand what a fix, well, it's not a fix, that sounds too lighthearted, how, what a horrible thing we've done to ourselves until we get there. And I had forgotten where I'd come from. I had forgotten that, well, I always try to tell people what I talk about in my episodes I've either been guilty of in the past or uh, presently guilty of now, but I'm working on it. But... I didn't come to the realization of how it may sound to somebody till today who, you know, oh, who, uh, who, who are at present moment where I was at. And if some of you are, um, have listened to my previous episodes and have gotten irked, I don't blame you. I mean, ultimately, I didn't, <laughs> um, I didn't consciously lie because everything that I talk about on these podcasts, I've been guilty of. However, 
where I was not being completely truthful with myself is I forgot what my attitudes were when I was in these airs. And I just want to take this time. If you're new and you do decide to listen to the previous episodes, remember this episode. Because I'm apologizing publicly for my lack of charity. I'm uh, apologizing publicly. You know, we've all seen the movies where a guy comes up, you know, from from a, a, a poor existence and he makes it big and then he forgot where he came from. That's, that's literally me. And usually in the movies, of course, he apologizes and he tries to make it right. I tried to have integrity, so I'm going to try to make this one right. And I, if you, if you have, if you have sampled my previous podcast and I've offended you, I I apologize and I ask you for forgiveness and ask for your understanding because that's part of the Christian life. And for those of you who aren't Christian, well, you're probably not going to listen to this part anyway, but for those of you who are, this is a spiritual journey and because we're all individuals, we all grow at varying rates. Now, for those of you who who had a rough life or have done some things that they're ashamed of, Lord knows I have in my lifetime, I'm humbly begging and beseeching you You don't, this is another thing too, a lot of the, what gets taught in what are called churches these days is, oh, you have to have a personal experience with God. Now, I'm not going to say that that doesn't happen. You know, as I said, people are individuals, but the most important thing that you have to do is realize just you have to realize just how how much I'm trying to put this the right way you have to realize that um if 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 you're they have a saying in AA. I'm not a big fan of AA, but they have a saying in AA. And by the way, which is, I think they copped from a uh, Catholic writer. They say that recognizing you have a problem is the first step in the road to recovery. So I'm begging you and I'm beseeching you. Hell is real, but so is heaven. And if you recognize 
If, if you, and by the way, this, this is another thing too. I've heard Protestant preachers say, oh, if you're scared of hell, you don't have no faith. No, being scared of hell is actually uh, a very prudent, <laughs> a prudent um, way to think. And the, the, the true Catholic Church doesn't teach that that, you know, that's a lack of faith. They say it's a step to wisdom. So let's just say you're still mad at God for whatever reason, or you don't think that he loves you or whatever. If, this, if what I just described to you, and by the way, there are plenty of traditional Catholic podcasts and videos that talk about hell. If this sounds like the most scary thing you ever heard, well, that's the first step. And then the second step is, and I've, I've said this on a previous episode, you don't have to worry, at least, well, it's going to be different for different people. My suggestion to people is just as sincerely as you can, just pray. And, you know, you don't necessarily need to kneel, just pray. Your interior condition is the most important part of this. Just, just, oh, by the way, what I'm suggesting here is not the Protestant Jesus prayer, where you say the prayer and you're good. This is not it. Okay? It's not it. But just ask Jesus to show you the truth, to show you his love. And if you're honest and sincere, he will help you out. But you have to take the first step. And once you do this, you're starting a milestone in your own spiritual journey, the beginning. And it won't end until you die. And just one other bit of advice I would give to you is tell Jesus that you put your life and your spiritual well-being in his hands and as the guy in the Bible said, help my, uh, Jesus, uh, I believe in you, help my unbelief. Because most people, you know, they're going to have doubts, especially if you've had a rough life. You're going to have doubts. Just say, Jesus, please help my unbelief. And as long as you're sincere and you've got the right interior condition, he will help you. And I can say this with confidence that I can say this with confidence. If, if you're, if you're truly, if you have the right intentions and you truly want to do this, he will help you. I'm living proof of it. I am, I am literally, I won't consider myself redeemed until I get to heaven if 
indeed I do, because I try not to be presumptuous. But if indeed I get to heaven, I am, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not egotistical enough to think that I'm the only person. Every person that gets to heaven is their own redemption story. But I can tell you this with confidence that I would not be able to do what I'm doing at present moment if it hadn't been for the blessings and graces that Lord Jesus gave me, his blessed mother and the saints. But if you do decide to do this, don't necessarily worry yourself about doctrine or church. First, make sure that you start a relationship with Jesus. And as long as you're honest and sincere, he will help you and he will lead you in the right path. And different people, you know, uh, it, it different people, different results. So what may what may work for me may not work for you. But you have to take the first step. I, I am a man. I mean what I say, and when I end my podcast saying I want to see as many people get to heaven, I do. You know, the old saying about there, but there, but for the grace of God go I, I'm living proof of that. I am literally living proof of that. And you don't want to go to hell because hell is forever. There's no getting out. There's, there's, there's no white knight going to, you know, if you get sent to hell, going to come in and turn to hell and save you. There's no, there, you're stuck there for eternity. So I appreciate your time. I would have liked this to have been a little briefer, but this, I also try to be um, conscientious. And this, this message is probably the most important message you will ever hear in your life. I humbly pray that it's not wasted. And ask God to give you graces and blessings to help you start the journey. Thank you for listening. God bless you. I'm praying for you, everybody. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.